she didn't actually come up with an inductee because an inductee is what I called it because she didn't send one in. So it's an inductee email. And she just. Who are we voting out? We're not voting anybody out. They can stay. Nate. I'm I'm not going anywhere. I'm a co-host. Fuck yes. Solo show. Hey, oh, hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Brotherhood Without Manners, your favorite full spoiler reread podcast of George R. R. Martin's A Song of Ice and Fire series. Reading a storm of sorts. Nate's computer just let us know how sick that was, as always. I'm your motherfucking host, Zach, and sitting here with me, my foul-mouthed family member, Nathan. That's me. I'm not foul mouth. No, I just... I'm a little foul I like alliteration. I also realized even that... Even though it was only two. You oh, started foul. so much earlier than I expected. I don't. Ha- I have, like, extra shit open on my computer right now that's not closing oh, yet. And, like... Man, blame it on me. Well, he's not ready. Oh, now Why do you have Twitch open? What the it, fuck are you twitching? I It just auto-opens, and I restarted the computer before we It went. auto-opens, folks. What's with that Pornhub tab? That's I, I that auto-opens, oh, right. too. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? <laughs> when anyway. said is your main. If you've joined us before, you know that we are a podcast that reads A Song of Ice and Fire. We don't discuss Nate's Pornhub history. And with that, we are... <laughs> oh, man, that one's got you good. I know. We are a full spoiler reread. Thank so you. if you haven't read the series before, we will ruin it for you because we're dickheads who do that. And if you've joined us before, welcome back. We love you all. Sorry about the hiatus with this episode. Uh, my my computer's not doing too hot right yeah, now. Yeah, so, so we ended up having to sit down and uh, re-record what we had originally done, which yes. is, is it, we'll think it, it'll be okay. It should because, be okay. We apologize if it sounds like we've talked about it before, because right. we have, Right. and we'll do our best to make it seem we new. Lo- we love this fucking French. chapter, yeah, and so, so like it's not going to be hard to revisit the hype for it. Uh, with that, we, we are read, reading Danny 3, yeah. but last time we were, uh, last episode, you joined us in the fuck cave that was John 3. Which is a great chapter. It like, is a great chapter. We, we, gave it, we gave it a lot of shit, I think. Not it's even that much shit. the blossoming the of their romance and uh, John regretting everything that's going on with the romance in spite of his vows. And he's struggling with that. And it's it's building John's character. It's not right, right, just right. fucking. It, I mean, it is. but We also get some cool backstories. Lore. We, we get to see the, the di- a little bit of the differences between the the north and the wildlings the true north and like just from Grendel small places and the, the, the constellations cool caves, yeah. and uh, stuff like that arson ice pick we should get some cool right, right. uh wall related stories so, but yeah anyway the cool stuff we've all been like come on we know that everyone loves this fucking chapter danny three last we left danny See, Nate's computer loves it too. It does. I, chime, I'm sorry. Are, you, are we good? I, I probably. I don't even know if that's getting picked up, and you're drawing all the attention. Right, to I'm it. going to for your shame. You're an awful person. Professional. Last time we read Danny. Yep. Danny two, she had met with the worst people that she's yet encountered. Ah. Slavers. Oh, don't even. She was repulsed. She slapped Jorah so, only, not only for bringing her here because he touched her too. So Danny had made it to before we. No, I wanna, I wanna that that like. You disagree. You don't think that Danny would in, call them the worst people um, she's met yet. Danny, maybe. That's what. That's exactly uh, that's, what I mean. Okay, yeah, yeah, no. That, in, yeah. in her capacity, the worst people she's met. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, not even saying that, like I, that we've in met. her capacity. Yeah, because I'm saying like that she's met. But, like, is the Dothraki are, they're slavers in their own right. 
And right. so they rape and they pillage. But she and... became one of them and now leads them. So it's, it's by her it's perspective. It's and by it's, her, right. Yeah, it's her I, account. Okay. The worst people she's met yet on her account. I mean, we've met Ramsey. We've met Tywin. We've met Tyrion, Cersei. We know truly vile people. Danny hasn't yet. And they, so, they're pretty vile people. But Danny yeah. was taken mm-hmm. to Astapor after gaining Arston Whitebeard and Strong Bellwas to her side. Bellwas? Barry the Bold and strong Belwas, and they went to Astapor on some of Illyrio Mopatis's ships, and Jorah suggested this, we find out, and Danny hates to it. To check into the Unsullied, the because Unsullied. he said, you know, we could buy an army there. And, and... Danny's pissed, because had she not known of the existence of this slave train that runs in these free cities, quote-unquote, um, she wouldn't have to free them all, but now she does, and she takes some of her pent up uh, sexual assault aggression and the aggression that she now has to make a decision that r- really she shouldn't be focusing on because she has other means and goals but one fun point of note to take from that chapter is how she was pretending not to be able to speak the language there. right and That's very significant I love the the pretense and that it was her uh, it was Barristan's was it Barristan's it was Jorah it was Jorah's yeah it was a I just don't want to give him credit for anything no no for sure Uh, Ian Glenn portrayed him as such a gentleman and the book is just so atrocious yeah he he suggested that and that's important because it immediately gave her the take of Krasnus Mo fuck all and uh, (laughs) she knew immediately who he was and the quickness of this slave girl who was translating yes. and how she was Could able translate. to take the dog shit that he was spewing and translate it to a queen and or someone who at least called himself a queen. But Danny three, let's open. We opened the plaza as hot as shit and Danny wants every single one. Even the ones in training. Even the ones that haven't yet killed their puppy. And the negotiations <laughs> begin. The gross little pack of them huddle together and begin whispering and she notes her gown today a a carthine silk deep purple with the left breast bared excuse me um signifying temptation i think and uh i i like it because it also it's a carthine right where danny was lured into the circumstances and taken for a fool and it's the opposite danny is absolutely taking Everyone, I think it's super in this chapter cool for a fool that Martin wrote this this little this little arc here. These three chapters, it's all it's been is two chapters technically since she's arrived here. This little arc of her and how hard this twist hits. How much she learned from Karth. Yeah. yeah, and so to play them from that the beginning of that chapter. By the time she left there, she was forming this plot of. I'll give them a fucking dragon. Mm-hmm. Like that was that's uh, mm. that's what I think the significance of the Carthian silk is is that she's she learned there the palace of dust. Like yeah. that was her first braid and victory, and she's gonna use what she learned there. And that's our that's the clue. That is the one of few clues we get if you're quick enough on your first read to pick it up that. Danny's learned. Danny knows what she's doing here. And she's got her own posse, Eerie, Jiqui, Whitebeard, Belwas, her blood riders, and Jorah sweltering in the heat behind her. And the slavers confer. Danny had been told their names, but it's hard to keep them straight. And that's the truest foreshadowing there ever fucking has been, because that's just the rest of Danny's story, is hard to keep these names straight. Right. And 
They argue in High Valerian while Danny tries to keep her face just blank and ignorant. Right. She doesn't know what they're I saying. Know. Yeah, right. Again, killing it. And, of course, they uh, deny her request for the untrained boys. Right, because they have a reputation to uphold. They can't be sending right. untrained soldiers out. Until it ain't the... going to work. And Danny offers double. Well, and what I think is interesting here is sh- they obviously don't know. You're not you're not going to be surviving long enough to train them, yo. She's freeing them now. Yeah, She's right. getting them out of harm's every, way Every now. slave in this city is leaving with me today. Get the fuck out yeah. of here. So, of course, she offers to pay double. And the guy laughs and says, look at her. Of course the whore will. She'll play triple if we ask it. You're goddamn right she would. Right. Because she's handing over nothing Not today. Not a goddamn thing. And so... Danny says, also, you've searched our ships. You know how much I have. And currently, they go through it. She has enough for five centuries of Unsullied, which 500. is 500. And her crown might buy another century. She's not right. selling the crown. Her brother became the beggar prince. I like that she's latched on to that. That I, that, no. Like, he sold his crown. What do you have? Like, obviously, it's a piece of metal. But that's a symbol. Right. It's it is your power. It's... That was I think she views it as the last tie to their mother. And her mother isn't as scorned as her father. Right. Her mother could have been good, her mother could have been right. righteous, and so it's that one question mark, and that's why I think she'll latch on here coming to the stories of Rhaegar and how gentle he was. This right. wait, there was compassion in my family, and I think her mother may have represented that for her in that crown. When he sold it, that was the last of Viserys' compassion. Because right. after that, he became fucking vicious he toward her. He became Right, yeah. and did whatever. And yeah, so she will not allow that. With her ships thrown in, uh, that would get her 2,000 more, and that's with the wise masters being most generous. And so that's when she goes and throws the, the cherry on top of the little cake. How about a dragon, bitches? Give me all, and you may have a dragon, though it is bitter in her mouth. Now, just saying it out loud. So we get the we get, the, you know, first read. We're, we, I was hooked, line and sinker. Oh, yeah. She's yep. selling a dragon. Me She's well. giving a dragon here. Uh, I had seen the show, but by this point, I had gotten the the clue that the show wasn't exactly taken from the books, and so I I was skeptical here. I had no fucking clue what was actually happening, and, and the surety behind it, the the bitterness in her mouth, like. Martin writes this like Danny's convinced she's doing it. Right. And it's not. To her, it's just disgusting this, to even say, yeah, to, to even, offer these men a dragon for Even as a, as a faint. Right. Yeah. Even as, Gross. right, as the ploy that it is, it's bitter in her mouth. Arston, and it's beautiful. He does not like it. Takes this. a knee. Uh, takes a knee My queen, to beg please. her. I, the respect that this man fucking, to draw, like, he... It wouldn't just be with her if it was... He knows how wrong this is. Right. Barristan knows that you shouldn't question your liege in front of a deal, in a deal with... I, it may be me reaching. I, I almost feel like Danny specifically wanted him here knowing that he would. To do this. He would. It adds to the favor. in front yes. of everybody. He absolutely yes. would. And sh- so when she Jorah, scolds him after. I, I don't think she knew it would be Arston. I think it was Arston, Jorah, her her blood riders, Eerie, Jiqui. Somebody in this group is going to know the value is too much and is going to say, your grace, no. And I think she counted heavily on that. 
and I think that's why no one was left behind today. There was, they're all here. Her whole posse's here. And I think it was for that. I think Danny was banking on it, even though she scorns him later. Which I adore. She has to. She's yeah, queen. Yeah, right. But Notice I think the way she, she scorns him versus the way she scorns Jorah. Of course. Well, I mean, they're yeah, no, two different. For sure. But... But yeah, they uh, they can't refuse. Yeah, well, Danny order, orders Jorah to remove Whitebeard from her presence. Get the get him get out him of out. here. Which is a fucking great show. I mean, the Again, whole thing. Yeah, it, so now now this is all starting to remind me of Rob's ploy to Cat when he was introducing her to Jane to Jane, Jane West. West yeah, yeah. His this little wifey. There's nothing you can do. This setup's this. already here. It's all like it's we're already in checkmate. We just have to let the the plays go in now. And they don't even realize it. And so her sending him out, like, no, you played your role. You have one little more thing you got to do. Get the fuck out of my sight. And then again, Danny knows their answer before it comes. She can see it in their eyes and in their smiles. Of slaves, there are millions. Of dragons, there are three. In the Giscari lust for dragons. Uh, that harkens back to the old... Right. Old Giscari, which was bested by Valeria time and time and time again, and it's a deep. So again, how wise she she knows right. the, the history, history of, of these people. Well, and it's it's interesting that Martin is playing back to her previous chapters because when she first entered, right. she specifically mentioned the old geese, the harpy, yeah, because she was daydreaming about it when he interrupted her. He she was pondering their history. While he sat there ignorantly going taunting. off, yeah, calling her a whore and a slut, right. right, yeah. So they they demand Drogon, the biggest, all her goods save her crown and queenly raiments, and it is done. Eight times done. And we will even throw in Miss Sandai. They didn't say her name because no, they don't know her The name, translator but... as a bargain well struck. And so Danny leaves, Arston tap-tapping his staff the entire way, and she can't blame him. The mother of dragons has sold her strongest child. Even the thought made her ill. Even the thought. That's of it. all it, it is. It's, it's, he, it's it, just, she says it right. She says right, it right uh, there. Like just just playing this this role has me sickened to right. think of giving Drogon over to them. And so, so she tells Barry here. She scolds him and tells right. him, "Never question me in front of strangers." And he says that she's been cheated. A dragon's worth more than any army, as Aegon proved on the field of fire. And Danny, of course, fires back. Right. Do you have... No, I don't got that part oh. written. I went with broad strokes this chapter. She says, I know what Aegon proved, and I mean to prove a few things myself, or, or th- a few things of my own, which, again, she's sort of equate, and, and she will later, too. She, she equates this to her trident. This is her field of fire. I really want to equate her right now to Varys and Littlefinger because of her wordplay there, that she has a thing to prove... Yes, to the world that she's a dragon queen and that she's also to Barry. Like you, you're doubting me. Right. Your queen. Right, right, right. So oh, I am I going to school you? Because you're not go- like, and it's not. And Barry like a, comes from Westeros. Right. He comes from this this lord conniving bullshit. area, yep. and so for her to just be able to be like, no, you think that I've sold my dragon when really you're aware as well as I am that I know their tongue, that I've been working on. You know, granted. Who would expect it from her right, at this right, point? Right. Nobody's seen no, her play at this a level. Young, this is some fucking she's high... She's a young, hot uh, Khaleesi. Right. Uh, like, uh, former Khaleesi at this savage, point. Like, a and, savage. Yeah, right. And, so, and I, 
I just adore the fact that Martin's like, no, she's on another level. She, like you said, she learned. She's learning she's and gaining this knowledge. Lot. And so that's why I want to equate her to Littlefinger and Varys, some of the best at the game. This ploy, yeah, this, this is, is fucking this top is not, notch. Yeah, this and is to just player level shit. Like that, she put this whole thing together. The best actual LOL moment in the chapter, I actually fucking laughed. In High Valerian, Danny asks the translator's name, which Missande just goes, oh. Well, she starts to answer and yeah. then realizes that the question came to her in High Valerian. Yeah. Like, you, 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 oh. you speak High Valerian? Yeah. It is my native tongue, child. Who the fuck do you think so you're playing games with? we get Missande, and Danny frees her as a slave and a says she can serve as Danny's handmaiden, or she may leave if she wishes, or at any point if she wishes to stay and serve. Masande says she has no place to go, so she will serve. Gladly. And talk turns to the Unsullied. And Danny, Danny just, yeah, I put that she interrogates she her. Po- yeah, in, yeah, in yeah. A, it's the way that she pulled that veil away for Missandei, where she was like, I'm right. much more intelligent. And then, and then freeze her. And then freeze her, but gives her the option. You can I, go right you now. You can stay with me, Like, though. I'll have him pull right over. So we'll drop you. To then have this... Pers- it's this is very Cersei, Cersei Sansa to me. It's it's, uh, it's riding in the litter, yeah, riding, right, yes. This and is like a she's she's gaining her trust, empathy, and that that she's never experienced this. Tell me about you. I'm a queen. Tell me about you. Even a, a bit of Marjorie thrown in here because the compassion right, right, she's right, right. showing to her, and I think it's genuine. I do too. But it's. It's almost completely it's throwing Missandei off her. She oh, for sure. She's she doesn't know how, like wow. She's willing to give this information and starting to realize that like holy shit, like you you just played them hard. Yeah. Like under or starting to realize because obviously she right. doesn't know that she's gonna turn and burn. But Danny essentially wonders what she would do with such unfeeling men in once she won her kingdom. And Missandei says they make great guards and you know house house guards or such or. If you really wish, you could make them fall on their swords. And she kind of stutters at this, and Danny's like, "You don't want me to do that, though." And Missande confesses that three of her brothers, or the three, there's three unsullied that were once her brothers, which is a the artist formerly known as Missande's brothers. Horrible way yeah, of phrasing it's it. Terrible. And Danny just thinks, "Okay, I, well, she tells her, I, I won't do that then." But she thinks that those three are as brave and clever as. She, Sunday is, which is like Danny immediately is like, I like, I want this girl. These, yeah, she's yeah. fucking valuable. She's strong. She's clever, and she's caring. And and she's... and she there's a there. She, right, she has three people that she cares for, and she cares kind of as a whole for the unsullied in this well, regard. It's hive because she almost. well well she, she cares... understands the the brutality that they've all gone through, and that her brothers somewhere in that faceless, nameless that, crowd, right? They're there. And so, yeah, she kind of has to care for them all because anyone could be her brother. But back on the ship, she cries a while and then argued with Grolio as he didn't want the ship sold. But she's like, fuck you. I'm queen. I do what I want. Do what I want. suck my dick. And then she feeds her dragons. And then she feeds her dragons. And sleep is hopeless. So eventually she goes up on deck and Jorah joins her soon enough. So I think that that's all more, because obviously the crying and all that, it's going to be high stress situation. High stress, yeah, for sure. And... Nervous as fuck. For the I next think, day. and learning Masande's story. This right. little translator, who three of her brothers are forced, Slate, to go, and then and she for... has to translate for the men who sell them and right. did, did it to them, and crying for her and how helpless that is. And 
yeah, I think a lot of it is just that stress relief of she's got nervous energy for tomorrow. She's about to fucking cook these motherfuckers. Yeah. And, and not knowing 100% if that's going to work. Right. right. I, I mean, this could all go to shit If in a the second. dragons don't fucking. If the Unsullied don't answer the call right away. Right. If, she, there's a lot. If somebody happens to pierce the dragon before it can, you know, so many things could go wrong here. So Jorah joins her and she says that Viserys didn't protect her. Essentially, they they talk for a bit, but essentially she gets down to saying Viserys didn't protect her. He was her brother and her king. Why do the gods make kings and queens if not to protect the ones who can't protect themselves? And then she thinks justice. That's what kings are for. And so that there is the scary line for Danny. She's got the one thought of kings and queens are meant to protect the ones who can't, which is what she's doing here. You know, the whole Misa, and all that hard, shit. And then hard, hard line. to justice. justice. And that can and be the burning of King's Landing. Cages. Right? Like, you're going to start fucking Batman. Where's that line? Yeah. Who's... So that night, she dreams she's Rhaegar at See, the Actually, truck. sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just, because I made the joke of the rattle the cages, like, you know, Christian Bale's Batman. <laughs> it made me think of that, you know, a hero only lasts as long, what is it, long enough to see themselves become Oh, you the either die, die a hero or live long enough to see, yeah, 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 absolutely. And that's very much what she's got going on here, in my opinion, where she's going to end up turning to a point where she's doling out too much justice. I mean, it for sure, Martin is setting up the, the, the pathway for that. For either way, the either option, she, right. she could she take the turn, either and, way, and either way, way it'll writes, be, yeah, right, here's he the He does it so well, it. these early, right. early, I mean, and we've I, been pointing them out since book one, but. Right, this is a, a hard, this is a hard line but, here. The, a king is, should protect the ones who can't protect themselves. A king is for justice and doling out justice. Like, that. those are pretty two hard lines that we've seen that justice kind of is in the eye of the beholder in this world. And so, absolutely. yeah, uh, that night. She dreams she's Rhaegar at the Trident, mounted on a dragon. The usurper's armies were armored all in ice, but she melted them all away. This is how it was meant to be. The other was a nightmare. I have only now awakened. Is this a premonition-y dream, or is this a so weird I, shit going on in her life dream? I think that this one is one that deserves breaking down right now. But I don't think it's premonition. I think this is Martin's way of kind of showing the theme and foreshadowing what's coming the next day. Um, her words there, uh, this isn't like the last one. Was that the other it? was a nightmare. Yeah. Now, is that the original Trident with Rhaegar? Or is that... I think that's what she said. She's referring yeah, to yeah, that yeah. was is a nightmare. That Rhaegar should have had a dragon. Right. I think is essentially it, what that's boiling down to. I have one here at my Trident. Right. He didn't have one there, and that's why he died. Now, do does the enemies of ice have any kind of significance to the north? Well, that that is, is my like that brings me to the very next scene. If Quaith is communicating through ga- glass candles, I think it could be a premonition of the. I think Quaith could be bleeding in here. A little bit, okay. Uh and the ice could be a premonition of because, like, I could definitely see the ice just because we do. A... We also see John armored in ice in dance in a dream sequence, and he's armored in ice, fucking knocking mother dead the dead off the wall, and so just the actual specific line that they are all armored all in ice is just uh right. 
I understand, you know, melting them to water. Like it could be that. this just a sign of like her enemies before a dragon or like, like ice. A candle, you know, like they're made of wax could right. work. Suffice, they're made of flesh Armored before dragon fire. Right. And that's kind of what I was thinking is like what the imagery could be potentially alluding to. Or it could be as your memory. Right. Why do you need imagery to represent burning people with a dragon, though? Like, it's the same result. Exactly. Flesh boils and burns and pop. It's going to be the same. So, why do do they need to be ice to represent it? And that's the interesting question, I think. And then she wakes suddenly. So, one last thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had actually mentioned it that the coming up is her her trident. And that. She thinks. um, I wouldn't equate it to that. Right. You said the field of fire. Uh, yeah, I think there's more this kinder. This is her field of fire. This is her bringing a dragon, reintroducing a dragon's potency of a weapon into the world again. And so As I, Aegon did on that field of fire, man. Right. Ah! And I, I agree that it's much more that than the trident. There's no uh, army waiting for her prepped and ready. And it's not. this isn't the fight for her, her kingdom, right, her throne right. yet. Her, this is to just, defend her family and Right, legacy, this is just the know? beginning yep, of yep, the, yep, the conquest. Yep. So... Yeah, but I just wanted to. Yeah, no, for that sure. As well. She wakes suddenly, and she can't. She's not really sure how, but she knows someone's in the cabin it's with her. It's dark, is what she thought. She calls for Eerie, for Jiqui, for Jora, and hears back. They sleep. They all sleep. Even dragons must sleep, which makes me think that Quaith was indeed just. <laughs> Diddy bopping through this glass candle. I'm just walking through your dream. And Danny's like, she's standing over me somehow, some way, which tells me that I don't think Danny is quite out of this dream stupor. I yet. concur. I think like Quaith is here, be like right above her because that's Almost what the glass candle is allowing. Yeah. And we get the the mantra: Remember, to go north, you must journey south. To reach the west, you must go east. To go forward, you must go back. And to touch the light, you must pass beneath the shadow. And Danny jumps up, opens the door, but the cabin is empty, and she isn't able <clears throat> she isn't able to sleep after that. So, why now? Is it because of the significance, or? She, Quaith feels the need to remind Danny. Right. So she says, "Remember." That to go north, blah, yes. blah, 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 blah. I, I feel... Right now, you need to remember this, Yes, that, Danny. because she she's about to go and do this little conquering thing. Do you think she does remember it, is my thing? Because she... I think Quaith is here to say, after you finish this little leg here, once you've got your army, don't forget what you need to do next. And that's this. That's what I'm trying to figure out, is, is this Quaith saying, go ahead with your plan, or pull back from it? This is a distraction. You don't need it. Put that away. Or do what you're doing, but remember the end goal. Like, that's the question that's super significant and is missing from Quaith. That's the big question mark about right. Quaith. Because then Danny says, thinks, if I look back, I am lost. She hasn't said that in a hot minute. Right. She said that when she was getting ready to burn the pyre. Mm-hmm. Kill Did she me, say crossing the desert, the, the when she was leading the Dothraki, uh, and then I believe even going through the house of the undying. Right, but I she hasn't said right. it yet. This book, and so I, I don't believe I could be mistaken. It might be in this book, but a hot minute. And so Quaith kind of re brings that back up, and I think that's an interesting, an interesting bit as well. But the next morning comes riding her silver dressed in her dothraki garb with the braid in her hair for the undying warlocks of karth i love her silver 
<laughs> it's the Drogon. It's just Drogon we, gift. In her first chapter back in Game of Thrones, we talked about freedom. how horses equal freedom for her. And she. When's the last time we saw her on her silver? I think leading her people through the desert, but I don't think she was on it. I and so here she is about to go free all of these fucking unsullied, all the slaves here, and she's riding her silver through town. Astapor is crowded this morning as people want to see the dragons just as they did in Karth, and she realizes that maybe these two cities aren't exactly that different. And Danny's posse moves through, and the dragons are chained to the litter. The Plaza of Pride was much too small to hold all the Unsullied, so instead they go to the Plaza of Punishment. What a aptly named place for this to occur. And as they enter, Danny sees flayed slaves left. Flavor, flavor, flavor. What's he doing? What up, Danny? (laughs) You are the flavor of love. She sees flayed slaves left to rot and die. Oof. Oof. If there was any chance of her not going through with it. Right. Fuck you, Danny. Right. And so, yeah. And <laughs> rank on rank, the Unsullied stood. 8,600 and then some. 5,000 behind them, untrained boys. They were flayed for disobeying, raising hands against their, their masters. Their masters, of course. So yeah. I just wanted to mention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mother fuckers. Uh, so we all... I've probably heard at this point that Martin isn't exactly too keen on numbers, so we get 8,600 here. Uh, You know, we'll see. Uh, (laughs) Krasnus and his fellows, of course, are there dressed all drabishly. Yeah, oh, God, yeah, it's gross. And the trade goods are all brought forward, and the rest, she says, awaits them on the ships. And Krasnus tells her to bleed the Unsullied early, and he slaves that she should take along her trials with bleeding them, bring back here, and we'll buy them for a good price. You're and not helping your cause, dog. Like, shit, man. Jiqui unfastens Drogon's chain and hands it over to Danny. And Danny hands the chain to Krasnus, and he hands her the whip, the harpy's fingers, a fucking brutal lash of yeah. nasty vileness to just absolutely reflect this small-dicked little fucking cunt in front of her and it's done it is done it is known <laughs> Danny mounts her silver of course she does she has to hi ho silver away heart the, pounding dude this moment here even in the books like my fucking adrenaline oh yeah spikes she wonders if Rhaegar huh. was this nervous seeing Robert's armies across the trident and in Valerian she shouts it is done the unsullied are bought now and hers. And the old slaver, the oldest, turned his head sharply hearing her speak. But the others weren't listening, much too distracted and trying to get Drogon to come. I love that one noticed. I love that, that one noticed. Somebody before. We've got to know oh, we've been played shit. so hard. Yep. Uh, they were all gathered around Krasnus, who couldn't get Drogon to get off the litter. Come on, you fucker. She thinks it is time to cross the trident. And she rides Ugh. back to Kra- Krasnus. He will not come, Krasnus says. And she says, a dragon is no slave. And she swept the lash across his face. Yo, there was it so fucking quick that she just... A dragon is not right a slave. Right away, boom, fuck you. Like, no hesitation. It cuts his face to ribbons, gouting blood out. He stumbles back. Danny calls Drogon. 
Dracaris. And Krasnus is fucking melted. Just goop. And the Plaza of Punishment blew apart into blood and chaos, which is, I think, one of Martin's best lines to date. Master uh, Master screamed and fled. Eerie and Jiqui released the other two dragons. My girls. Just like... They know their part. It is known. It is known. (laughs) These dragons will burn you. The plaza guards fled or were killed by her blood riders. One master um, commands the Unsullied to defend them and dies at their feet as Barristan shoves a spear through him. Fuck yeah, Barry. The Unsullied do not move. Danny commands them. I command you now. Slay the masters. Slay the soldiers. Slay every man that wears a tokar or carries a whip. But harm no child under 12 and strike the chains off of every slave you see. She flung the scourge aside. Freedom, she shouts. And then Dracarys, and it's chanted back at her. Dracarys, Dracarys. And the dragons are hearing this chanted. And it's Mm. the sweetest word she ever heard. And around them, slavers ran and sobbed and begged and died. The dusty air filled with spears and fire. Again, this is your field of fire, Danny. This is not your trident. Yeah, this is so good. But it's so fucking good. Oh, my God. And that, the chanting of Dracarys, man, like, mm, what a way to do it. What a way to do it. And that's the end of Danny 3. Uh, fucking hell. Fuck yeah, One man. of Danny's Ugh. best chapters, because it's actually her showing her growth and her progression and her intelligence and she's so fucking smart about this she does it she so plays well so good yeah so well and martin's writing for like those little things the just the thought of it brought you know bitterness made her ill yeah to her. and like all those little little things about selling her children and yeah i just i love how this one was written such a sweet 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 chapter yeah, all right. Uh, let's convene our small council and get some inductees for okay. Danny 3. Okay, let's do that. Yeah. Holy shit, man. I need to settle down after reading. Tap, tap, tap. We didn't actually just read it. We just talked about reading it. But you get that, the idea. Yeah. That's why I'm, see, I'm so fucking worked up that I can't even speak right We got some really, really good inductees from you guys, so first we'll get to our own here. Uh, you got an inductee? You do not. Okay, mine's going to Miss Sunday. Damn, that was the first one I was thinking of. Because uh, the reveal of her brothers and how much she actually had to fucking deal with, not just being a slave, not just translating for this fuck, but translating for the fuck that literally brutalized three of our family members and they're the peaceful people yeah so misande for being such a badass little bitch and just killing it and immediately kind of seeing sensing some sort of kinship in danny of like she's gonna fuck shit up i think and i kind of want to be there to see it i like her and so she says okie (laughs) dokie she doesn't (laughs) uh you yes i'm gonna give mine to silver Silver. Yeah, yeah, the silver. Her uh, Drogon's, the reappearance. Drogo's gift to her. Um, the reappearance, the the meaning I feel the of the representation of freedom, uh, both to Danny and everybody. Out, yeah, and so of of course of all chapters for for it to reappear right. in, this is the the most perfect one, and I just love it. To I her, to, for her to start 
to like I don't, command an army from atop so her silver for the first time. I know really you've not sick. read the the trilogy proper of the Lord of the Rings. Oh, right, yeah. And I don't know how much you're aware of Shadow Facts. Shadow Facts. But silver is just so fucking magical to me. For such a simple horse, such a, you know, in Dothraki culture, like, it's a, it's a very well-bred steed, but I don't know, there's something about it that just seems fantastical to me whenever it shows up, and I just fucking, I love it. I think because it's a reflection of Danny. Because it's a glowing white Danny steed. Danny uses it to have these badass moments where she feels most herself and it's with her silver because it reminds her of the freedom of that first ride and all the other good shit with it. Yeah, so, I like that one. Yeah, cool. I'm going to start uh, with your guys' emails. Um, this week, just so you know, I realized that I said I'm fucked on this episode, man. It's no good. I'm sorry, people. I'll try to edit those out. Anyway, Sarah wrote in. <laughs> Thanks, Sarah. She didn't actually come up with an unductee because an unductee is what I called it because she didn't send one in. So it's an unductee email. And she just. Who are we voting out? We're not voting anybody out. They can stay. Nate. I'm I'm not going anywhere. I'm a co host. Fuck yes. Solo show. Apparently. Who's going to. You don't know how to do any of this shit. Shit. Co host is back. So, thanks for writing in, yeah, Sarah. Thank you, Sarah. I just wanted to uh, acknowledge your email there, and we are super happy you got your sticker. Yay. Yeah. Um, oh, right. Yeah, that arrived. As well, uh, Karen got hers as well, and she sent us a picture. And right. anyway, go ahead and read an inductee. Uh, we got an inductee for Danny Three from Julian, our favorite French fry in France. And he says... <laughs> Free shot, fuck Jora, which is always make you laugh. Yeah. Uh, he's gonna oh. have to induct. I, you told me that I have to read his out. Oh yeah, uh, J- Julian, <laughs> you're back at your bullshit, and he is going to induct Missande as well for being the precious gem of a girl she seems to be. Uh, I also did want to read that he uh, loved to read that Missande cares about the Unsullied because her actual brothers got enrolled and passed the tests. Uh, I thought you put it a little more eloquently. Like, they went through the dog shit. They went through the sword and shield and spear and blah, blah, blah training. Strong family that must be, but also broken family. Yeah, That's exactly yeah. what Danny sees in her immediately. Mm-hmm. He's like, this little girl is so strong. What are those three like? Like, right. does it run in the family? So I really like the way Julian phrased it as opposed right. to my shitty inductee. And then his outro, Velasta la Vista, Masters of Vasta Paris. Get that one. Good riddance. Awesome. Thank you, Julian. Thank you so much. For the tongue twister, too. Yeah, it was fun one. <coughs> I almost Ew. died right there from the tongue twister. Gross. That's how twisted my tongue was. Anyway, we also got an inductee from lovely Karen, and she had shared a lot of the, the same thoughts uh, with Miss Sunday, I believe. Uh, I'm reading through it again, just refreshing. What a terrible, terrible Sheesh. man. Go fuck yourself, man. Don't fucking get on my back. When I'm over here trying to carry this show on my shoulders somehow, I wasn't reading any of it while I was talking shit. Anyway, Karen's inductee is Quaith. (laughs) She's really looking forward to hoping that we get more of her and Wins. I'm phrasing shit weird as hell right now. Uh, She's a badass, and we want to see what she knows. I'll read your next inductee, I promise. (laughs) She also likes that she reminds Danny of her mantra. If I look back, I'm lost. Remember yeah. when I used to yell at you for whispering? 
I do. Thank you, Karen, so much. We appreciate it. And while uh, not an inductee for Danny 3, I did want to give a quick shout-out to Kristen, Kristen. who has been writing in about her reread of A Clash of Kings while uh, listening to the podcast as well, and writing in her opinions of which every every single email, and they're fantastic. We really hope you're able to catch up and, and... do some active inductees with us because we just love everything you say. Uh, however, you knew it was fucking coming. The Renly Rage. Guys, she just got to the Renly Rage and it's fucking wonderful. Um, I adore actually, her. no. Uh, how dare you raise valid points about Renly? Like, <laughs> maybe having a right. Having a claim. But uh, no, you're right. The, the, the uh, by law bullshit is bullshit, and you're. I love the way you said it's. But the founding fathers said, yes, like, so good. Absolutely, it is. Uh, Stannis's claim is claim of conquest, n- no man, more valid than Roberts was right. than yeah anyone else's, absolutely. and so for sure. But he um, still adores you because you sent in a lost reference. Well, of course, and mentioned Essos. I mean, you know what's good, but uh, you know, uh, Renly is still a piece of shit. It doesn't deserve to rule. But uh, thank you, Kristen, because we. I look forward to your emails. Every single time we see them popping up, I dedicate time to stop what I'm doing and read it because they're good. They have great insight and uh, they're usually hilarious. So keep writing in. Thank you, Julian and Karen, Sarah, Sarah and, and everybody all who's been showing all us some love. Loves and supports uh, the Twitters and the, the Facebooks and YouTube everywhere. Keep Follow your, us on all of those. Do that. Um, we, I suppose I should give the actual handles instead of just, you know, <laughs> oh, and, you know we just kind of pop up. We're not that popular, so we don't just pop up. Nope. Uh, Facebook.com slash Brotherhood Podcast. We won't be leaving after this because we still have to announce what the next chapter is that, you know, in case people don't follow the books themselves. Yeah. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Manners Without. Zach is on Twitter, Carstark92. We can be reached via email, without manners, brotherhood at gmail.com. We have our website, Brotherhood Without. Com. Patreon.com slash without manners is where you can send us a little bit of money to help support us. We also have like a PayPal, paypal.com slash fuck, manners without or just go to our website and there's a donate button. You can click on that and that'll send you there. I think that's also on the YouTube. It's on the pod news and the pod chaser. So follow us wherever you feel like. Hopefully it's a bunch of those places so you can write to us and review us. Apple Podcasts, Spotify doesn't allow, do they allow reviews? Do you ever review anything on Spotify? I don't know. I follow a bunch of shit on Spotify, but I don't review anything there. So follow us there. Review us where you can. And we love you guys. Hopefully you will be joining us on the next chapter, which next episode, which we'll be reading chapter Sansa 3. Chapter Sansa 3. That's what it's called. Yeah, Sansa 3. Uh, Nate and I were doing a quick little discussion at the beginning of this episode because we couldn't recall what it is. Yeah. Uh, Sansa will be getting married next episode. Tyrion and the wedding. And so, yeah, we'll be joining poor little Sansa for that. Yeah, sometimes when we've, you know done some stuff and then recorded it already then we try not to think too hard about the uh the episodes so that way we can move forward with our next notes and everything and so i forgot what sansa was and then because we we lost it man so we'll be re-recording that Tyrion's wedding fucking hell yeah that's all right uh i feel like this episode was okay considering it had to be re-recorded uh obviously if it was subpar we apologize because major technical difficulties we lost uh what was it four episodes three episodes something and so uh yeah we, we apologize for that hopefully this one is free and clear and you can hear us hear us join us on the next one valor to harris peace